Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In Touch Podcast. We're going to start off our episode like we always do with a moment of mindfulness. So deep breathing increases the supply of oxygen to our brains and stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, also referred to as rest and digest. By breathing deeply and often, you are commanding your body to rest which relaxes and rejuvenates you. This is self-love in the simplest form that anyone can do any time of the day. Now let's honor ourselves by relaxing the mind even further. Notice how your thoughts are rising in your mind, one after the other. See them come and see them go. Some thoughts linger for some time, And some thoughts only come in for a split second. If you can really focus, you will notice even smaller thoughts, such as describing the world around you, labeling things in your surroundings. Let your hearing become super alert now and try to focus on some sounds around you. Maybe you can hear the sound of your breath. Can you hear nature nearby? or perhaps cars passing by or people talking with each other. Just go from sound to sound, focusing on only one at a time. Now stop focusing on any sound in particular and just allow the noises around you to come in equally. And when you hear them, they almost act as tiny waves of relaxation, calming your mind. Your mind relaxes when you activate your senses on command. Let's use the power of your amazing visualization abilities to induce self-love. Begin to imagine yourself full of abundance of self-love. See yourself now, choosing healthy foods and cooking at home so you know all the ingredients that you're putting into your body. Vividly see yourself eating well. When you eat well, you see yourself enjoying these moments and you feel the nutrition that these choices bring. See yourself in great detail, confidently saying no to the things that don't serve you. You feel very proud. Eating healthy is an essential component to self-love. Another self-love form is observing your mental chatter. You must expand the good things you feel about yourself and challenge any negative thoughts as soon as they arrive. So hear yourself saying, when I fully love myself, I am able to fully love others. Deciding to love myself is a wonderful agreement. Each day I allow my love for myself to grow more and more. I am worthy of love, and I honor the joy that comes with it. Deciding to love myself unconditionally, no matter what happens, feels wonderful. I deserve love and self-respect. My self-esteem grows along with my self-love. I love and accept everything about myself. I completely and always love myself. Today, I love myself even more than yesterday. 
Truly loving myself is easy for me. The more I love myself, the better my entire health. I love every moment of my existence. Every part of me that makes me who I am is encompassed with love. I have unconditional love within me that overflows in abundance to those around me. And if your eyes were closed, you can gently open them. Take a breath of fresh air. And know that whenever you love yourself, you will find love. Thank you. Thanks, Britt. That was awesome. I, like, didn't do it while we did this. But, like, I want to go listen to it after we do yeah. <laughs> finish this episode and do that. Because that, like, I feel like I need to do that every day. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of power, too, in recording yourself. Um, so, like, I keep some notes on my phone, like, voice notes. Mm-hmm. And they are things like that, just reminding me to love myself. Or I have some other ones that basically are like where I see myself in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so they work good for vis- visualization. And there's been some other ones that I've found um, where you play like certain high vibrational music in the background and mm-hmm. you say them. So. You know, if you want to get a little witchy, you can do that, too. Yeah. There's got to be something to hearing yourself say that versus someone else saying it to you. Like you were saying, like having those notes and stuff. Yeah. Because it's like a deeper level of connection to yourself to hear yourself saying, like, you that you love yourself. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Well, and I think there is some science behind it too. I can't remember who shared this with me. So I don't know. There's probably more to it. But when you say things out loud versus in your head, um, it does some crossing over the corpus callosum in the middle of the brain. Mm -hmm. So it goes from like being that thought to when you say something out loud, you actually believe it. Okay. So there is some science behind that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we could do a deeper dive into that. Um, yeah, maybe it's another episode. <laughs> right, right. And I also, um, this just makes me think of it too. Have you ever tried doing any sort of like tapping, like the EFT, emotional freedom technique? Um, I haven't yet. It's like on my list of things to do. Um, I know that it's like very connected to um, – like acupuncture points it's like basically tapping of those and like saying like affirmations and stuff yeah it's like positive affirmations and tapping combined or um acupressure points combined so Mm -hmm. you would love it I think and it's like the more that you do it too like the more comfortable you are talking to yourself (laughs) yeah I mean I talked to myself already so so you're already (laughs) on the right path All right, everyone. So today, our episode, we are really excited to talk about this. I mean, I could talk about this forever. I know Britt could too. Um, We're talking about uh, menstrual products. So like feminine hygiene product. Um, This is something I think Britt and I have kind of experimented with almost everything out there. Um, I know I haven't done exactly everything, but you probably pick up the slack of what I haven't tried, Britt. (laughs) And so there's a lot of products out there to use. I know for most women, what we think of is just like sanitary pads and tampons. That's what I first grew up on. 
And I kind of just wanted to like put a little PSA out there too. This isn't exactly like using like a menstrual product, but I just want to to let people know that your like vagina is self-cleansing and you don't need to clean it with soap or anything. Um, You don't need to smell like a Bath and Body Works Mm -hmm. (laughs) store down there. That's not natural. And those harsh chemicals and fragrances that like things that come along with like douches and wipes and stuff are really harmful. They can create pH like imbalances and um, create like things like bacterial vaginosis and UTIs and all sorts of things. So I just want all the women and even men out there to know that you don't need to clean just water works <laughs> down yeah. there and you shouldn't be you know inserting things into your vagina that you wouldn't eat either right or um, putting them near it yeah it's like if you wouldn't eat it don't put it in or on your vagina because that is a pathway to the interior of your body like that is interior like yeah. inside and it so creates a vicious cycle in the sense like okay you're, you want it to smell better or different and then your ph level your body is going to have an adverse reaction so then you're going to have to almost like do more stuff and have Mm -hmm. more of a response to that so um i just think that another psa that we should do too is Mm -hmm. like we always do there's no shame around anything that you're currently doing um, education is key and we didn't know until we knew what we could do. And if you are using some of the products that we like bash a little bit today, that's okay. Like, and if you're not ready to switch, that's okay. Um, but you might find that this information is helpful. Take what resonates with you, leave behind the rest. Um, and, you know, this is fully our experience and you don't have to feel any shame around what you have already done, what you're doing. Our body is really forgiving. And when the time comes for you to switch to more natural products, it will be there waiting for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a complicated topic because unfortunately, and I think this is in most countries, like there's still a tax on menstrual products. It's mm-hmm. considered a luxury item. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yet we give away condoms for free when, I mean, you don't have to have sex. You know what I mean? Like, right. like we don't choose to get our period every month, um, which is it's just so sad to me. And I think there are people out there that are lobbying to like get rid of this tax. Um, it's like part of the pink tax. I know you hear a lot about um, and like this isn't something we choose and it's so sad for people that are low income um, or homeless, like how it's just horrible that they can't have access to like these necessary products. Um, So yeah, yeah, there's no shame for people that, you know, are low income that have to use like tampons and sanitary pads that aren't, you know, organic and, you know, have no toxins and whatever. Um, Yeah. So this is just, yeah. We are very privileged on the end, Mm -hmm. and um, I do hope today, though, brings inspiration for people, and to, we'll talk about the most cost-effective ways um, to do this, and, you know, not to mention, too, if 
you are younger, maybe you had that experience when you were younger that you were afraid to talk to your parents about it or you didn't have that support system growing up. Um, like I know that there were girls that I grew up with that were afraid to talk to their parents about it. Um, and mm-hmm. they would even like go so far as doing their own means using toilet paper, things like that. And um, it's just sad that that's still happening today. Yeah. Um, I think that we need an entire revamp of our educational system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we could, we've talked before about this too, and especially on our last podcast with Kimberly, but, you know, you can't get pregnant every day, but I think we have so much fear instilled in us when we're little girls that if you look at a boy wrong, you're going to get pregnant. Yeah. And just our education that we have around our bodies, especially pertaining to our menstrual cycle is so outdated. And Mm -hmm. um, it's, I think it's changing, but it's still such a taboo topic. Yeah. It still makes people uncomfortable to talk about when it's the most natural, beautiful cycle that women have. Mm -hmm. And, And so, so yeah, for me, it really got started this journey of wanting more natural products when I think it might've been when I first started listening to podcasts a few years ago and I was listening to one and this girl talked about how, and I have no clue who it was and I wish I did because it totally changed my life. Um, She talked about how there's no FDA regulation when it comes Mm -hmm. to the ingredients that are in menstrual products tampons pads um and so like I don't know if that's still the case but companies don't have to disclose at least at that time the ingredients that they were putting in their products and knowing what I know with working with essential oils and how corrupt the fragrance industry is Yep. that there are a lot of things that companies can consider proprietary. So they own the rights to. And so legally, they do not have to disclose the ingredients because they are afraid that somebody would steal their recipes right. or their concoctions. So there's, it's like almost like this twofold. Uh, they don't have to share um, what's in them. And then they can also just label something as fragrance. And that all that's all they have to say is fragrance when yep. that could be made up of hundreds of ingredients, um, things that haven't been tested on people or animals to see how safe that they are. Um, and it's just, it's a really corrupt system and industry when it comes to fragrance. And like we already said, you do not want to be putting anything with fragrance inside you or that close to such delicate part of your body so that is when I really had a wake-up call Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also ingredients that they can put in tampons and pads that have similar constituents to rat poison that make you bleed more so in turn you have to buy more products so my mind was blown and I went online and did some research and I remember buying like organic tampons from Amazon and then I got some from our local health food store and they were like so old school with like the 
cardboard cardboard applicator (laughs) but I'm like whatever at least it's in the plastic like pinching myself right and um, so I did that I love the Lola subscription and I like Mm -hmm. think that's a great starting point for people Um, they have all natural organic cotton that they use with their products it's a subscription service and you can customize it so um, if you have some light days some heavy days like we all kind of do you can customize your pack for what works for you and then have it sent out every month which is just like really nice Um, so I was on that for a while and I loved it but my concern with that was okay I'm still creating a lot of waste And Mm -hmm. is this the most natural route that I could go? But I think, you know, it starts with small steps. So that was a huge small step in the right direction. And immediately that first month that I switched over to organic, my cycle was a lot shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, I went from bleeding to almost 10 days to about four or five. And it hadn't been that short since I was on the pill. Right. So immediately I saw that difference. Um, And then now I use more reusable products, but I'll talk about them more in a few minutes. But I figured you can let us know your journey of how you started to switch over to. Yeah. um, So I was always like super uncomfortable just using any type of feminine hygiene product. Um, for the longest time, I just used pads and I was like a heavy, I still am, but like a heavy bleeder and for like seven days at least. Um, but I hated tampons. It took me like four years to be able to like even use one. Um, and even when I did, I like feel like when I inserted them, like half the time it was like super uncomfortable. It didn't feel right. It like hurt. Um, so I like always kind of like knew that I probably wouldn't be using those for a long time. Um, it really wasn't as that with everything didn't change until I went to acupuncture school. Um, and I started talking to some other people about like menstrual cups and stuff. So I started to use those or use that. And it took me a while to like figure out the right size. And we'll talk about that later too. But like, that was a game changer as Britt said, like, once I started using that, I went from bleeding like seven days to like three to four, depending, or like sometimes five. But I was like, well, I didn't know if it was like school causing it or like stress. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But like now that we've talked about this and we talked about like the rat poison and how that like is ba- – it's a they use rat poison in um, blood thinners. It's like basically mm-hmm. – uh, so it makes you bleed more. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cause I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally bleeding less, which is like great. Cause you don't have it as long, but yeah, the huge difference in that. Um, so now I feel like this past year I've like really gotten into trying to use, um, different products. I just ordered my first pair of menstrual underwear basically. And I've used those once. So we'll talk about that later too. Like the pros and cons of those. Yeah. I just have found that it's like completely change especially with using the cup like I don't I'm not like wow I can't think of words today (laughs) um it's that full moon yep it is oh my god I'm like underwater this week um 
I didn't like not look forward to my, my period anymore. I wasn't like, you know, like, oh, yeah. I don't want it. What is that yeah. word for that? You know, talking about right. Like, right. like, like it made me not like hate getting my period okay. as much, I guess is mm-hmm. what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> because using a cup, I didn't have to worry about like leaking everywhere and having to change a tampon out every like two hours. Right. You could having, wear like, something mm-hmm. and skimpy and not worry about lying. Yeah. Things like that. Because it was just constantly in the back of my head, which every woman has saying like, oh, am I leaking? Am I leaking? Am I leaking? Like, that was a constant thing that I was worried about when I had my period. But, um, yeah, like, the it's, it is horrible how the companies that we thought, like, oh, they're, you know, this is for us. And it's like, they're not really for us. Yeah. Um, they're for making you use as much of the product as they can. And, like, something I was reading when I was looking, like, information up on this is, like, women on average like use 16,000 tampons in their life think of how much waste that is creating not to mention like we're not recycling our plastic applicators yeah Um, and like 86% of women use tampons so like times you know 16,000 for every like it's crazy I think I don't know I think talking about tampons is like probably the one of the worst products just not environmentally but like for you because uh-huh. it is you are inserting it like directly into like you know an open part of your body that's connected to the interior um and like many of these products contain not only like horrible things like bleach because you know yeah. we have to have the whitest of white products like would you drink bleach no right. don't put it inside you right. um and not only have they the cotton or most of them are hardly made of cotton now, but are treated with pesticides. Yeah. So- Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. So I think because of the last time we couldn't hear it when it cut out. So you were just saying though that a lot of those products contain bleach, mm-hmm. pesticides, formaldehyde. Yeah, I was just saying, and it's yeah. I was saying like how if people don't know what formaldehyde is, it was like I don't know if they still use it in um like cadavers but it was like it's embalming fluid and like it's what like preserves bodies so it's also a carcinogen which like can lead to cancer so right and it's so close to our internal organs Mm -hmm. there um so I had a different experience from you with tampons though because when I first got my period in like eighth grade I remember my mom saying to me um you can only use pads but when you are older, you can use tampons. So yeah. then they were like, you know, I had that holy grail. too. Yeah. Someone told me that too, which I don't think is true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but so I had this like, okay, I can't wait until, you know, I'm older and ready for that. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting a kit somewhere along the line, like maybe like a magazine sent it to me and I had like a little sample pack of those OB tampons like without an applicator (laughs) and I was like I don't know I was definitely young um maybe like the summer going into high school or something and I just was like whatever I'm gonna use these and I did and then I remember telling my mom like okay I use those so now I'm ready for tampons Mm -hmm. and then I just I mean I always did Mm -hmm. but at the same time, though, I think in my mind, I just was like, well, that's what's going to make me a woman. That's what's going to make me seem older. Um, 
so then I was like very against using pads for me there was a lot of shame around pads um I thought like about this the other day when we were talking about doing this episode and when I I don't know but I was almost like oh to be cool and popular you need to use tampon you can't use the pad like that was Mm -hmm. my mindset when I was in my teens and um I don't know like I don't know where that came from or anything like that maybe it's because like if you had to go to the nurse's office for it like they would only give you a pad I'm not sure but I had that same thing though that Uh same experience like I I felt like I don't know it felt weird for me to use pads on it because I don't like tampons and I'm like well everyone like especially when I got to college I'm like oh everyone like uses tampons and like only tampons I'm like I was such a heavy bleeder too that I went through tampons and then I had to buy like super super plus and then I felt like oh my god like that's so embarrassing too to use. Like, yeah there's and, just so much shame around everything and I remember asking somebody like well what do you do when you like pee do you just you have to get a new yeah. one every time um because mm-hmm. especially when I was younger I wasn't a heavy bleeder so it just seemed like really weird to me and there were times you know I I grew up riding horses and just times when it was probably definitely not appropriate to be using a tampon and to have it in for as long as that I had it in but you were like in the like at a horse show there wasn't like real bathrooms things like that you know yeah. so um definitely with that stigma around pads mm-hmm. but, and so I wonder like if people still do have that in their teens and And again, like just coming back to this education and what we know now, like what we could tell our younger selves and that when we have a tampon in, our body is clenching subtly but strongly to hold it in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you are somebody who already has a lot of tension, you already notice yourself clenching your jaw a lot, uh, then you're probably clenching your pelvic muscles more so than you should mm-hmm. um, so then that's going to just contribute to the tension as well so now yeah. we're using toxic products inserting them internally for probably too long mm-hmm. and creating this um, tension in a really vital part of our body so I yeah. know for me now with using more um natural products and reusable products. That's really important to me. Um, I still have like a box of tampons floating around, you know, so I have some in my, my bags and my office and things like that in case, you know, I need them. Mm-hmm. But I just cannot ever see myself going back from using reusable products. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not only on cutting down on the waste, but it's like a one-time investment. So I don't even know how much a box of tampons goes for anymore. It's ridiculous now. Yeah. It's It's got to be more than like $10. Depends, I guess, on how much. I don't know. I haven't bought them in like a year or two. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, that like if you got enough to last for your whole cycle, it's going to cost you at least $10. Yeah, probably. like pads, tampons, it's got to be at least $10 a month. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So I know when you buy a cup, a menstrual cup, the highest quality ones are going to run you about like 
thirty dollars. Um, yeah, I'd say anywhere from like twenty five to thirty five. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you're getting good quality. Um, do your research. Make sure it's a reputable company. Read the reviews. And there's like a lot of companies out there too that um, give like if you buy one, they give one to. Mm-hmm women that can't afford them type of thing, which I really like. I'm really like for, um, because this is something that like homeless people or people of low income can use for years and they'll never have to buy any type of product again. Like that's huge for people. Um, so yeah, I, I really like, like looking up and researching. I, you know, research the reviews as well to see what people like about it. Don't like, and it might take, for people that want to get cups or something, it might take you a while to find a brand that works for you or find like a size that works for you because yeah, it's different. Don't hesitate to like reach out to the company too. like, say you get one that's too big or too small. They might just send you a new one that mm-hmm. is your size. Um, I was fortunate and just the first one I got fit and it was good to go. And with that, I think I have the brand Diva Cup, so it's like medical grade silicone. I think that was one of like the original, yeah, cups out there. So I just went with that because I knew it was like the original one. But since then, there's so many different brands and um, varieties out there. What I will say about that is that it's kind of fun to be able to see how much you have bled like you can't really Mm -hmm. tell that with a tampon or a pad so you can keep track and know what's going on more um you can really monitor your health with that because I know for me that if I'm eating clean I'm managing my stress that my periods are less painful I have less to hardly none um, when it comes to like clotting and things like that. And, and you can tell all of that by the cup and um, it's just not gross anymore. Like to me, I don't feel grossed out about having my periods anymore. And I think there's a lot of connection with that cup because it just, I don't know, it makes you more in touch with your body. You actually have to like, be more aware of that area and what's coming out of you. So, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. Um, You can do some cool things with that blood too. Like (laughs) if you're really trying to get in touch with yourself, I mean, there's tons of things that you can look up online to do, but you can give it back to the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, Like say you wanted to do some sort of like a moon ritual and you could pour the blood back onto the earth you could feed it to your house plants you could put it in mm-hmm. your garden um you can do facials with it so i mean there is definitely some stuff that you can do with that blood if you wanted to right uh, one step at a time though right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um talking about cups i think one of the before i like knew about them or was really using them I was like, oh, like, I don't want to have to take that out, like, in a public place. And uh-huh. and I was like, oh, you can leave it in for, like, up to 12 hours. Yeah. Which is perfect for me, you know, because even though I'm heavy, like, it holds the amount of blood that's, I'm, you know, yeah. expectorating a day. Um, so, like, I, you know, take it out in the morning when I get up and, you know, dump it and clean it and stuff and reinsert. And then I don't have to worry about it until I come back home, like 
there's there's never been a time where I have to take it out in public like ever yeah I think that's like what deters people a lot is like being like oh I don't want to take out in public um I think you made a good point too like using a cup is going to get you really in touch (laughs) pun intended with yourself and um learning about like your body I feel like there's such shame about it um like I remember like first using a tampon I'm like I have to do what like I didn't I never explored down there like you know um Mm -hmm. and this really has gets you in touch with that and like really learning your body um and now I don't find like period blood gross yeah like it's like oh it's just a fluid that's natural that comes out it's fine like it's not gross anymore and I really love as an acupuncturist to people that use it and myself like you can tell so much about like how much you're bleeding the consistency of it um the color you can see better uh it's just there's so much more we can information we can get with um using a menstrual cup um not to mention you know as we said it's good for the environment i know a lot of people that do give back um the blood to the earth or plants or do facials with it the only thing i have to say like the kind of the cons about it is it's gonna be messy to remove I mean, like, it's, there's no way getting around that. Like, you're going to have to get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's fine. You can wash your hands. It's fine. <laughs> and there is a learning curve to using it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I tried it. And I'm like, well, how many cycles did you try it for? You know, you got to, like, give it a couple of months to get used to it um, and look up tips and tricks on how to best get it to, you know, open and fit and how to put it in um it might not be the best thing for people that have just started bleeding to use but again I think there just needs to be more conversation about how it's okay to explore your own body how it's okay to you know touch down there like that's okay and then the only thing also that I don't love about menstrual cups or anything that we put up there is that it's not the best thing to kind of like hinder the flow yeah. Um, so this is obviously collecting in a cup inside you. So it's not allowing for complete free flow. Yeah. That being said, it's the one of the best things for a modern woman. You know. Yeah. It's not acceptable to like have blood on your thighs. So. No. <laughs> Until think, that's like okay. Yeah. And I think like for me, when my cycle starts, um, usually my first day is not heavy. So. I have um, like those, I have period underwear. So mm-hmm. I'll wear those on that day and they absorb any blood. They, mm-hmm. the ones that I got are from Amazon. Um, they're like 100% cotton, but well, maybe they're not 100% cotton because they do have a little stretch to them. And that's what I use on like my first day. So I am technically like, free bleeding it's not that bad for me on my first day I can get away with that day two that's when I always am pretty heavy and even day three so those are the days that if I have to leave my house I'm Mm -hmm. using the cup Uh, I don't sleep with my cup in I mean I have before and it's totally fine but I just think that there is some beauty and being able to just breathe breathe bleed 
freely and I don't bleed as much at night. Um, that's just how my body is. And so I will use, I have reusable pads that mm-hmm. are made out of cotton. Again, they were an investment. They were three of them for about $35, but I've had them for a year. Uh, mm-hmm. They're easy to clean. They're a little weird to clean at first because you're like, you know, kind of olden days. That's how you're like, <laughs> I got to get my washboard out and stuff around there. Uh, no, they're not that bad to clean, but I know that if I was heavy, I will rinse them in the sink. And then I wash them in the washer machine, but I hang them to dry. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a space, like, I mean, I share my house with my husband, so I'm sure, like, he's noticed them hanging up before, like, what? But, um, you know, it is what it is. And so that's what my cycle looks like for me. It's the period underwear on the light days, the reusable pads when I'm home. So I just do get that free bleed. And then I um, use the cup when I'm out in public or I have something to do where I know I'm not going to have time to mess around with it or I want to wear something cute that doesn't have underwear lines. Um, So that's what it looks like for me. And cleaning the cup is not that difficult. Like I do, um, just like you would boil a mouth guard on the stove, I do that. Um, I also use cast style soap to wash it. Mm-hmm. and just let it air dry so you do need to have like a space where you can do that so I guess if you are in a shared space it can be a little awkward I guess yeah um, but just I, give yourself a space for that yeah honestly I just bought because like I had no problem um boiling my cups but I'm living in like a shared space and I'm not using like my own um pots and pans right now so I kind of felt weird um but I bought a steamer for the cup mm. online and I'm like, I don't want to buy it because it's like made of plastic, but I'm like, you know what? It's going to be handy for travel too. Yeah. So if you travel anywhere, um, it's very, it's pretty small um, and you put distilled water in it and you just steam your cup and it's like really good at cleaning, like and getting the bacteria off and stuff if there's anything on it. That's so awesome. that's a good option for people. Um, you don't have to like use your pots and pans if people are being weirded out <laughs> yeah um, well, and I've definitely forgotten it on the stove before uh-huh. and walked away like that's yep. just my own problem <laughs> um, but and then like I thought I burnt it but I didn't but now I'm like <laughs> mm, it definitely changed color because it was on there for so long right um, so that steamer I definitely want to check out I think there's a lot to be said to for giving our blood back to the earth and I have listened to some spiritual podcasts of um, shamans and women priests who came on and said that a lot of the disparity in the world right now can be attributed to women not giving their blood back Hmm. to the earth And before modern day, we did, like, we bled into the earth. And even, like, um, indigenous people in the United States would actually, most of their cycles were synced up together. And when they had their cycle, they would leave the men and go to this other place where they would just all 
bleed for, you know, a week or whatever the time frame was. And they would give all their blood back mm-hmm. to the earth. And so um, it's just kind of interesting. And then I've also heard theories where, like, now because more women are doing that, that we're going to have some sort of a shift um, to a more peaceful time because of that. So I don't know. You know, I'm sure there is definitely something yeah. to that. And I think the more connected to nature that we get, the better off we're going to be when it comes to feeling connected to ourselves, embracing our cycle. Um, I don't really want to ever have kids, but if I did, you know, I would accept and embrace them and love them. Um, But (laughs) if I ever had a daughter, like I would want to teach her these things and I would want, I want this next generation coming up through, but even people now to just try to lose that shame around such a Mm -hmm. beautiful time and it's really what gives us life and makes the world go around and I just think that's it's such a paradox and it's also such a representation of our current state of our world where we are not giving enough attention to that simple beauty and we're basically you know our own worst enemy when it comes to why do we have so much shame and destruction around this why do we make people feel bad about something natural why do we use plastic and disposable products and tax the shit out of them when it's something that we should be embracing celebrating treating people with grace and dignity and honor during that time um And the more that you honor that for yourself, I think the more collectively, because you can't help but share it. I mean, we're sharing it on a bigger level, but I know for me, every single massage client that I had that would come in and tell me about their menstrual pain and periods, after I heard that about the rat poison and tampons, I'm like, so do you use conventional tampons? Because right there, if you make that switch, I guarantee you it's going to be a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and everybody would report the same thing that it got better. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, I feel like I'm just talking and you're not saying, you know, I'm talking over <laughs> you. I'm sorry. I'm just a little, no, you're fine. and you are too. But um, I think, you know, it's really interesting too, that these mainstream brands are just now catching up and starting to use like more natural products, which is probably just more natural looking marketing tactics. Right. Um, but it's it's a shame and it's very sad that they are only doing that because that's what the consumers want. But it's also like empowering to think that if enough of us collectively get on board that we're going to make a shift. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, we vote th- with things with our money, you know? Yeah. So they follow the money trail. The money trail is leading towards more um, reusable products, um, more safe products and like (laughs) there's a lot of um gaslighting out there so when I was looking up for like facts and information about menstrual products there was like this one Forbes article that popped up and it's like everyone needs to calm down about menstrual products and toxins in them and I'm like who are you like did the man write this because I'm like the FDA saying that things are 
fine does not mean that things are fine. Like, do not trust everything out there that these government agencies say because we don't know the half of what they're covering up. I mean, this is, I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theory. It's just time and time again, we've seen like, oh, things are safe. And then 10 years down the line, they're not safe. It just doesn't add up to me. Um, and like things I saw, there were like, the FDA says that things are safe for external use only. And yet we use them internally. So right. like it's and like things, even if you're using a pad, like it's coming in contact so close to things that are internal, like it's going to affect you. Um, even if there's like, they say there's only trace amounts of this chemical in it. If you're using 16,000 of them in your lifetime, that adds up like, the chemical and toxic load that creates on your liver and your body and that disrupts your hormones and stuff like it all adds up and is going to create a huge change. So when it's a lot of gaslighting out there that I've like come across, like, yeah, okay, there, it might be a small percentage, but like that adds up in our bodies. So just trying to like recognize those things that these companies try to do. Um, I feel like I'm getting off on a tangent now. No, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like important that we just educate and empower ourselves. Yeah. Listen to your body because although the government and doctors probably most of the time have our best interests in mind, we are the ones who know ourselves best. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stakeholders involved here that don't want to lose their money, their, um, their respect that they have, their rep, you know, the repability that we give to these agencies and to these corporations. And they have a lot of power. So if we stop buying their products, there's two things that's going to happen. You know, they'll either shift and create better, more sustainable, healthier, safer products, or we're going to see that gaslighting show up where it's like, you know, the, all the truth gets bent and, right. um, you know, things, things get misconstrued. And uh, do I think that, you know, holistic medicine has, all the answers all the time and that there's nobody corrupt and involved in holistic medicine. Like absolutely not. Right. But um, it's just, we need to break these old norms because Mm -hmm. they're just not serving us um, anymore. And I think, you know, maybe my grandma and I have had talks about like the products she used back in the day. And I think that's like so interesting. Like Mm -hmm. they had these like belts and things that you like, Clifton mm-hmm. and um you know and that was the norm then and she's like it was just like so exciting when things went to disposable because I mean the products they had back then were so uncomfortable right it's, it's it was liberating for them back then and yeah. the same story we've had with the birth control like without that we wouldn't a lot of us wouldn't have been able to become doctors to be get educated to leave our household so it's not all bad things but it's like we also need to shift in the right direction and figure out okay what isn't working anymore and let's Mm -hmm. change that up um so no shame to people who are still using conventional products no just 
if you are feeling called to change it up or you're Mm -hmm. experiencing really painful periods, that is one switch that you can play around with, experiment with, and see if it makes a change. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen to your body. If tampons, conventional tampons and stuff works for you and you're feeling fine and your hormones are in balance, like that all the power to you if you want to keep using that like that's fine because that's what's working for you and um yeah there's no shame in using what you feel best with because that's what it really comes down to is like us like honoring our bodies and um being comfortable with our periods because I don't think that they were given to us too I used to think you know it was like oh being a woman and getting these that's our punishment (laughs) um and I don't think it has to be that way and it shouldn't be that way um we should celebrate them rather than grumble about them yeah and embrace like where you're at in your cycle and when like we've talked about this before but when you are on your period use that time to go inward to spend more time doing self-care cancel your plans stay home and Mm -hmm. just enjoy yourself your body give it that extra love and attention it's not always possible but you know if you can shift a meeting to the following week or uh, you know make those lunch plans some other time and just allow yourself to nourish your body and your your temple and your mind so so yeah, yeah I think this was good, though. I hope that yeah. we didn't sound too preachy because that's never <laughs> our intentions. But um, it's just a lot. It's been empowering for both of us. We have done the experimenting and this is what we've come up with that works best for us. Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, there's so much I could talk about. I had a lot of notes on like the different toxins that are chemicals used in them. But I think if um, you know, the information's out there and like, again, just like use what you feel comfortable with. And I feel like begin to, um, start conversations with the men in your life. Um, I know I don't hold back (laughs) as people have known. I like, will tell anything. I talk about everything. Um, but like, I don't think it's like TMI to share about your period. Like they should understand and know what's going on in your body because their health care or their health class probably didn't cover it. No, um, and if it did, they were like, la, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not listening. Like, the amount of men that think inserting a tampon gives women pleasure, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is what our society is. Um, well, then I, I would be <laughs> interested in knowing what their size was. <laughs> right. Uh, um, well, but like I think, just... too, um, we, we can use technology now even more so. Um, I'm not sure if I've shared this before, but I have a an app that tracks my cycle and um, that sends updates to my husband. I mean, you don't have to do that because it's your body and you can do whatever you want. But I think it keeps, like, everybody informed and there's times when maybe you can know to respect me in a different sort of way Mm -hmm. um so there's like ways in that sense or just having that open dialogue and communication I'm always like giving a high five like we're not pregnant again this is great (laughs) like let's embrace this right and like it gives them ways to know how to best support you and your going throughout your entire cycle not just your period but like 
how things might shift and how that, you know, affects you and then in turn will affect them. So, I mean, giving information to people is never a bad idea. It only like empowers everybody involved um, and creates for a better, you know, relationship and society in the end. So, right. And it's funny too, like if you ever send your partner to the store to get your products for you, like, you mm-hmm. want to make sure they're getting you the right stuff too. So, yeah, you know, keeping that in mind. Um, but yeah, so just avoid fragrances, if anything. If the biggest mm-hmm. step you take is to get unscented products, you're headed in the right direction. Um, if you're able and you have the privilege to get organic cotton, more power to you. Um, if you're unable to do that due to financial reasons, I would definitely look in and do some research online if you're able to see what opportunities are available, because I know that there are companies that are willing to provide that, Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, I'm not sure that we're fully there yet. And yeah, with the whole fragrance thing, like, I just want to make sure women know, like, like, if you do think you really do have an odor down there, like, please seek medical help. Like, mm-hmm. go to your OB, go to your primary and tell them about it. There can be tests done to see if you have, like, a bacterial infection or whatever it may be. Also, these scented tampons and products might be causing you to smell worse because it's creating a bacterial infection. Yeah. Um, so please, like, like you do not smell bad down there. Like if people think that that's a thing, like, no, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and if you do just seek medical like help because it might be something else um, causing it and you can get that resolved completely. So just know like you weren't, women are not disgusting creatures that you smell perfectly fine down there. <laughs> yeah. Please don't try to spray like sprays down there and stuff. I just think I want to like get that into women's heads because I feel like there's such shame around that and thinking that we smell and we really don't. So that's the last thing I have to say about it all. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that this was informative. I think that we covered a lot on like our own experience. There's more options and products out there. Um, But just using your own intuition and body to tell you what's right for you. Mm Mm-hmm respecting your temple and just embracing embracing it all because you know when it comes down to it it's not like we even experience this our entire life so we might as well cherish and nurture it while it's here definitely all right thank you so so much guys for putting up with us and our technical difficulties (laughs) yeah you know that full moon yeah that full Um, moon's coming mm -hmm. (laughs) and halloween all right well thanks everyone for listening i hope you learned something um and as always keep in touch hey guys if you want to stay in touch with us pun intended you can find us on instagram at in touch podcast where you can message us with questions comments or even episode topic suggestions you can also find us on our individual instagram accounts you can find nicole at essence.acupuncture you can find Brit at balanced underscore Britta. Talk to you soon. And as always, stay in touch.